brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Please stand for the reading of God's Holy Word. As I continue to preach in your hearing, I hope to end it today, of Mommy and Wifey. Wifey in parentheses. Are you going to hell? I have to preach this message because God laid it upon my heart to do so. And also because it is necessary for many so-called Christians, men and women, have a warped view of women, wives and mothers in the church today. That they are holy and perfect and wonderful. And uh, the husband, the man, is always the monster and bad and uh, not a good Christian and so forth. But mainly because men and women, I'll be preaching this same message for Father's Day. If the Lord tarries his coming and we live. Same title, just, uh, it will say Daddy, Husband, in parentheses, are you going to hell? Because I'm convinced now that many people in the church are lost and on their way to hell and have been acting. They're counterfeit Christians. And I believe that's the reason why the coronavirus plague is sitting on top of a sitting on top of the church came because of a disobedient, stubborn, rebellious church that had been warned by me and others that you cannot call yourself saved by the grace of God and then twist God's grace and frustrate the grace of God to make it appear like God's grace is for our sinning when God's grace is to prevent sin. People who truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ listen to me very carefully do not continue in sin. Will they slip and fall and well nigh slip and mess up? Yes. But they will not stay down. They will, by the grace of God, get back up. They may fall seven times, but they will get back up. And I want you to understand that that's a mark of a Christian. I have to check on Carl Hatch and see if he's still living. I don't know. If, I think he died. Evangelist Carl Hatch preached a message down in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. One revival night. You can't keep a good man down. That is a just man. A man who has been justified by God who is saved. And 
and he was changed on the inside. Uh, so this is part three. Mommy, wifey, in parentheses, are you going to hell? And again, I'm preaching the same message on Father's Day, asking the same question. Because many people in the church today are lost and religious, and they have grown comfortable being counterfeits. And the reason why we're in the mess today is because of the sin in the church and, and tolerated by pastors and pastors' wives and led by pastors and pastors' wives into sin. Many of you do not know this, but not only are pastors and pastors' wives leading church members into swinging, there's a new thing going on where husbands and uh, pastors and pastors' wives and husbands and wives are using young women and young men. They're, they're married, but they have them in the bed with them. Homosexuality going on in the church today like never before. Wives attracted to a young woman that she has, uh, and it's normally a young woman who didn't have a mother, a mother who did not care for her. Uh, she had, she groans, uh, she rather grows attached to her and, and wants her in the bed with her, with her husband. And same thing with the husband, if he's uh, got some sugar in his tank, wants a man uh, and not his wife. And these things are not so to be. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. You need to examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. They were trying to question Paul, and Paul said, you, you, you people need to examine yourself, because uh, uh, if you are saved, it's because of my ministry. Matthew seven twenty one through 23 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. 
Mommy, yes, and wifey, are you going to hell? Part 3. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, we thank you for all of the weather that we get where we live at. And we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for it. Uh, continue to bless us to change when it changes. And uh, Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your mercy, your love, and your grace, and your salvation that has come through your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for him. We thank you for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. Grant me your energy, your strength, and your might, your unction and your anointing, your freedom and your liberty, in the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Word once again. As we, Lord, all of us who are saved, we pray as we come to your throne of grace freely at your invitation, please forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive others. Cleanse us from all sin and from all unrighteousness through the precious blood of Christ. And make us fit for your use, not only to preach, but to hear the preaching. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us. And fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the previous two services this morning, and we pray that much good would come from it as they go out around the world. And Lord, help our technician to make sure everything is done decently and in order. Uh, Lord, uh, lead him and guide him and direct him as well as all of our other technicians that they do their job well as always and as they normally do and Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as I preach this message uh, it is not uh, to my wife as to thousands of others who need to hear it uh, more than she does uh, she has heard it down through the years in private. And so I do pray now publicly, as you have given me liberty to do so, uh, Lord, that she will lay aside her pride, uh, her Pharisee pride, her Pharaoh-style pride, her Jamaican-style pride, and humble herself and come to know you as Savior in a real sense so that she could stop being a counterfeit Christian and wanting to be one way uh, in the family, but another way in public. And Lord, I pray that you would open her blinded eyes and stop her deaf ears and save her soul, as well as others in our family who are blinded uh, to your gospel because of pride. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Lord, at this time that you would cast out the devil 
and the demons of hell that have settled into her life and has settled into the lives of others. The satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, cast those demonic spirits out of her life and the sins that they produce, such as pride and stubbornness and rebelliousness and witchcraft, bad attitudes and bad spirits out of the lives of the people here, out of my wife's life and out of the lives of the people out there. Uh, Lord, who no doubt need it just as bad, if not worse. Uh, for they are lost, they're hypocrites, they're phonies, they've been around the church for years, they know the lingo, but they don't know you. And they know how to turn it on, and they're devils at home around their family, but angels when they uh, land in the pulpit at church, uh, uh, wanting to be seen and wanting to be noticed. Uh, and all of that kind of foolishness. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from this time together, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, to save those who are lost in the church and outside of the church. Uh, help them not to think just because they're familiar with church and they have been in church all of their lives that they're saved. Help them to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. And help them to take note of what you said, Lord Jesus Christ, how that uh, people will come with religious talk to you and you will say to them, I never knew you, uh, you worker of iniquity. And Holy Father God, we pray uh, that you would save the lost, revive the saved, heal the sick, comfort the grieving in the morning. Uh, Lord, during this time and as the message goes out around the world, glorify your holy name. Help us to glorify your holy name and help us to lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, so that you can draw them to him and so that they can be saved the religious and the church going, as well as the lost out in the world uh, who are considered irreligious. Save their souls. Have your Holy Ghost to move mightily through your Holy Word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I have shared with you the sad story that after hearing a sermon on the torments of hell one Sunday morning, a little girl asked her mother, Mommy, are you going to hell? Uh, the shocked mother said, No, I sure hope not. Why did you ask me that? Well, because Daddy calls you a disobedient hellion, and because uh, because you don't listen to what he says, you don't follow him, you don't submit to him, and also because you have never told me I love you like Darren's mother tells him all of the time. Also, you never hug me and squeeze me like Darren's mother does him.
Also, you never play dolls with me or sip tea with me with my tea set. Also, Daddy tells you to feed me when he goes to work and you never do until he gets back. And he always tells us to watch you because you're always doing something evil and wrong that he told you not to do like a hellion and you don't respect and obey daddy mommy are you going to hell dr jc rao said i do not know of any state of soul more dangerous than to imagine you are born again and sanctified by the Holy Ghost because we have picked up a few religious feelings. Mommy, wifey, as I left off on yesterday, allow me to give you a quick reminder. Do you find doing these simple things always hard, it pains you to do them, they're frustrating to you, you always have a stink face, and uh, you are always exhausted. Number one, submitting to your husband. I know that all of this right here goes against what women are about in the church today pushing forward and wanting to rule over men want to be a man one pastor has asked a question <clears throat> all of these women who want to pastor over men and women today are they lesbians in spirit and or in fact. This is what we have going on in the world today. Men uh, acting like women and women acting like men. Men wanting to be led by some women and women wanting to lead men got some kind of thing going on in their minds. <clears throat> that they wanted to rule over men. Their husbands and other men in the church. Number two, subjecting yourself to your husband. Is that so hard for you to do? Hard for you to, frustrating for you and, and you're exhausted in trying to do it? Number three, Respecting your husband. Is that so hard for you to do? I submit to you there's something wrong. With you. Now I can imagine you, a person could be saved. And still struggle with these things. But why is that? <clears throat> struggle with it for 20 years. 30 years. 40 years. You still find it hard to obey God? It's not, about, it's not about obeying your husband. It's about obeying God. 
uh, it's about your relationship with God and with Jesus. Jesus Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And the commandments of God, the Bible says, are not grievous. How about this one? Number four, loving your husband. All, all of these, you're going to see in a minute, are based upon the word of God. I submit to you that people who find particular commandments that God has laid down for them grievous and hard, they have never been born again, and they never do them. They don't have a pattern of doing them. I submit to you that they're lost and on their way to hell. Now, the sweet evangelicals and the sweet Baptists of today, the sweet Protestants and the sweet Charismatics, they don't want to hear that. But here's what I know. If you are born again, you are going to try to find a way by the grace of God to obey God. Or God will deal with you. Number five, saying, I love you to your children. Is that so hard? Why do you struggle to do that? You can make all kinds of excuses. Well, my mother never said I love you to me, so I'm not going to say it to them. That's stupid. You're supposed to be born again. Your mother was lost and on her way to hell. Twice divorced and remarried and now whoring around. Uh, uh, you you say that you're saved, so 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 uh, you're going to go by that. See, you can pull up all of the psychological ideas and terminologies that you want, but but if you're born again, you are a new creature, and you will find it with God's help easier to obey His commandments. as you grow in the Lord. And the particular commandments that God has uh, stated for you as a woman. You're not going to run away from them. You're going to uh, gravitate to them. Number six, hugging your children. Is that so hard to do? Is that not a natural uh, thing for you to do? Uh, uh, showing forth natural affection for your own flesh and blood? Or you see them as strangers? You see your children as strangers? Or, and as they grow older, they, they frighten you instead of uh, them loving you back because you love them. Jesus Christ makes the difference. Even though you may not have been raised in a family, a Christian family, you ought to be a Christian wife and mother if you say that you're saved. Number seven, feeding your children. Is it, a, is it hard for you to feed your children? And is it a struggle and to take care of them and to change them and to... Bathe them. You, 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 you don't want to do anything to make sure your ch child is all right. What, 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 what's the problem? Don't want to nurse them. 
What are you saving your breasts for? Cancer? I believe, see, to me, all of these people running around talking about there's no Similac, there's no formula for the babies and all that. Uh, I, 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 there's no crisis. If I was president, I'd say, all oh, y'all just pull out your breasts and feed your children. God has already provided the food. The best food in the world, by the way. And I'm convinced that many women get breast cancer because they don't use their breasts for what God made them for. They only want to use them for sex uh, enticements. To pump them up and push them together to get a man to pay attention, not a baby to pay attention. I mean, you know, they can be, they're used for both reasons now. Okay? I mean, uh, uh, they're beautiful things that God has given to you. Men are attracted to them. And so are babies. My wife and I were blessed by God to have seven children. When they came out the womb, they didn't even say hi or bye or hello or what's going on. All they had, all my wife had to do, or the nurse had to do, when they came out of the womb, they knew what to do when you showed them the breasts. They sucked the breasts for nourishment. There's no crisis. You don't want to use your breasts. Some of them, uh, many of you, because they're fake, you use them to entice men and get looks from men. Uh, some of you women don't get any sexual satisfaction from men by having sex with your husband. You get your sexual satisfaction by getting men to look at you and say, Oh, who, honey, who? You look good. They don't even know you. By the way, I believe that's one of the reasons why the, the Me Too movement took off. It's a, it, it is a painful thing after a while by and by for you to get all of those looks and all of those compliments and whistles and they don't even know you. They're just looking at the outside of you. And, and, and one time you love that attention. Now that you want to be a man, you don't love it anymore. Binding up your breasts. I told you earlier, I believe that there are women who get breast cancer because they don't use the breasts that God gave them to feed children. And some husbands as well. In the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. <laughs> I cannot tell. But those are good times when the babies are coming for the children and the men. Glory be to God. I don't care if you like it or not, you sweet evangelicals. You know what you you know what I'm talking about. Number eight, going to the park and having fun with your children. Not dropping them off with somebody you don't know. You, you don't love, listen to me, parents. You don't love your children if you're dropping them off with people you don't know in these little dinky daycare centers. 
you you cannot possibly love your children and your and they're they're being raised by uh, women with purple and yellow hair who are lesbians and got homosexuals up in there now in the daycare center and you can't stop them transvestites you don't know who's back up in there you just see the nice old lady out front who's taking the money and you don't care until one of them tossed him up in the air and, 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 and bust your son's head open and then now you want to sue they don't care for your children like you should Number nine, not willingly participating in the proper raising of your children, not willing to do your part as a mother. Is that, is that so hard? So frustrating? So depressing? You're tired all the time? You need a break from your children? That, 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 that's not biblical. There's nowhere in the Bible that tells you you need a break from your children. Do your job and do it well, and guess what will happen? In a few short years, your daughters will they'll be washing all of the dishes, cleaning the house, making the beds, preparing meals. If you raise your children right, listen to me. My children have been an extraordinary blessing to God, to Jesus, in the service of the Lord, in the ministry, the ministry that God gave me and to me. Let me tell you something that fathers know that evidently mothers don't know. Children are extremely intelligent from the womb. They know what's happening. Fathers know that. Women don't. Many mothers don't know that. I know you say you have intuition. But fathers know it's instinctively that the children are extremely intelligent. And they understand you from the time they come into the world. They know what's happening. Stop thinking, women, that your children are dumb and stupid. That you can hide things from them. That is not how it is. That's what you think. Foolishly think. Children can do a whole lot and be a blessing in a whole lot of ways. And by putting them to work for the Lord if, if you're like me in the ministry or whatever business you're in and, and, and helping with the household chores and things like that that's a part of raising your children so that when they leave they can handle life they know that life is not about the American way where you sit on your behind and, and, and look at a computer all day or look at a phone all day and calling friends and trying to get into trouble and all that. See, that that's, 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 it's time out for that foolishness. You will never know your children if you let them do that. They will never know you. And they're going to walk out that door one day and they're going to break your heart because you don't know them. You didn't take the time to know them. Ripping and running, dropping them off at daycare, dropping them off at school. And some of you women ought to be ashamed of yourselves. And you husbands too. Using school, getting mad at the teachers. Listen, you folks getting ready to get me upset here. I have to close early today. 
pull your children out of the hellacious school, man, woman, and stop trying to use the school as a glorified babysitter for your children, to raise your children. And that's what they're doing. Since you have done that to the teachers, they're taking over. And guess what they're doing? They're binding up your daughter's breasts with a breast binder. Because she's a, a, a boy now. And they're not going to tell you because as George Bush, I mean not George Bush, uh, as, 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 as uh, the president uh, who's in office now, uh, Biden, <laughs> forgive me George, Biden, Joe Biden, he said it the other day, that's the philosophy of these school districts. You drop them off here, they're ours now. And, and if they want to be a boy today, we're not going to tell you anything. If they want to be a girl today, we're not going to tell you a doggone thing. We're going to bind them up and tell them they can be whatever they want to be. The devil is a lie. I found out the other day that in the wonderful, mostly Christian community that I live in, they're trying to put some books in the library for kids to read. Huh? In my community. And they're going to be held to pay. You keep on trusting. And, and, and look at, listen to me. You have half, probably half of the teachers are homosexuals and lesbians now. They're not only teaching it from a book standpoint. They, they, they're teaching because they want to convert your child. Telling your children that if you don't want to, if you want to be a boy and you're a girl, you can be a boy. If you want to be a girl, you can be a boy. This is demonic. Not only that, they're telling your children now if you want to be a snowflake, if you want to be a cat, here's a here's a kitty litter for you to do do in. Everybody all right here? Huh? That's what they're doing to your children. You can be a dog. Here's a leash. Let me walk you around the classroom. They'll do it in the classroom. The devil is a lie. And you parents, you told me you love your children. Get out of here. Pull your children out of that hellhole. You know, you want to fight the teacher. You're going to do this to the teacher. You're going to fight. Get, you're going to run for the school board yourself and all that. No, no you, you just want a vacation from your children for eight hours so that you can smoke reefer and get drunk and whore around. That's all. You want your me time, especially you mothers. See, I, 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 I told y'all, leave me alone. Don't, don't, don't get me upset. I'm already borderline on the blood pressure. <laughs> I'm not going to let you Negroes and all of your Negroes to me, white, black, red, yellow, get me and cause my blood pressure to go up. Trying to save you and pull you out of the fire. Get your children out of the doggone school, man, woman. I'm there picketing and, 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 and raising hell at the school board. Uh, uh, and, and getting up, giving speeches, reading from pornographic books they have in the school library. Th that, that's enough to tell you to get your child out of that hellhole right now. Mm. 
you don't want to do that because you, you want that vacation from your children. Some of you mothers, let me tell you, I can't wait till summer is over so I can get rid of these children. The devil is a lie, and you're a lie as well. See, your husband may not tell you that, but I will, because I'm not afraid of you. Number 10, not being committed to providing a peaceful, and this is a big one, not being committed to providing a peaceful, quiet home for your children, even if that means not having your way and getting everything you want. You devilish woman, look, listen to me very carefully. You're acting like a child. Your, hud- your, your husband is the head of that household. God knows it. You know it. He knows it. The children know it. Okay, so if he wants uh, spaghetti with meatballs tonight, you don't come back at him talking about, uh, well, I had something else planned. And so, uh, see, see, then you, got, then you got this back and forth. There's no, by the way, if it's a Christian home, there's no arguing or fussing. See, the children don't need to hear all of that. And so that means that if you are disagreeing with your husband on something, that's fine, but you keep your mouth shut. Huh? Look at me real good. You keep the peace, baby. It's not the job of the husband to keep the peace. He's the one in authority. Do what he tells you. So if that means you have to bite your lip, huh? If that means you have to back up and shut up and, and, and stop running off in the mouth, so that your children can have peace, and that's what you need to do, baby. <laughs> oh yes, uh huh, yeah. Most of you women got the man backing up, and he's got to be the one to keep keeping peace. My dad was that that way. That's why I'm not that way. Because my dad told me several times, son, you know, daddy boy, you know, I just don't say anything to keep the peace. In my mind, out of respect for him, I didn't say anything. In my mind, there's no peace. There's no peace. Anyway. And, and, and the kind of peace you're talking about, it's not peace at all. I understood that. And there are women who love to have it so, where they can shut you up. Because they're, gonna, they're, they're threatening you by shutting up their legs. They found out a long time ago how excited you are about sex and vagina. And how that in the act, you just, they, they've seen your eyes roll back in your head in pleasure. And they say, uh-huh, okay, okay, that's what he wants. Uh-huh, that's what he loves. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm, I, that's, that's the point where I'm going to control him right there. So I can shut him down and have my way up in here. Cause they've been with you in the bedroom. They, 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 they've seen you act. You're not the great judge and the great lawyer uh, and the great preacher in that bedroom. Uh, She's she seen you all kinds of ways, threatening 
and 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 shrilling and and shrieking and and, and just uh, in another world, I I got something that that can control you. And so when she tells you to shut up, you shut up because you want some more of that. Your vagina whipped, boy. They're just cutting it short today, calling you whipped. You whipped. She's got control over you. She's got you by the testicles. And no man needs to be in that situation. See? Uh, she she knows what you love. She knows what you got to have. She knows what you need. So 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 shut up, man. I'll do. I I I'm gonna make hot dogs and and some poking beans for everybody. Now that's what I had planned. Uh, I know of a, a pastor who his wife she makes she she makes poking beans and hot dogs every day almost with chips. That's no wonder his insides about to come out. Don't call me preacher. You might be listening to me. You say, preacher, how you know that? Because I, I, I stayed with him back in the day, you know. Sometimes you had to stay with people. I stayed with them. And I noticed every other day or every day there were some hot dogs and poking beans and chips. I said, oh, no, I got to get up out of here. And I walked <laughs> away from the house. From the house. I walked out of that house and and walked. I didn't know where to go. I just walked. They were out in San Francisco at the time, near San Francisco, Oakland, near Oakland, neighborhood, nice neighborhood. Next time I went, they put me in the Hilton when they asked me to preach again. But I walked. I just started walking. I said, I got to find me something to eat. And about a mile away on the right-hand side, there was a Chinese food restaurant. I said, all righty then. Now we can do something here, some food. See? And uh, but that's where many husbands, hundreds of husbands are in a situation like that, where they can't say anything. The wife rules the roost. She controls everything, and, 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 and she'll, she, she'll basically shut him down. Because the woman does not understand she needs to be the one to keep the peace because she's under authority. When the police show up, they are peace officers. But you better be keeping the peace when they show up. Huh? You better be shutting up and listening. And and keeping the peace whoever with whoever you are fussing with or whatever is going on. You you humble yourself down. Uh, because they 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 can uh, they can put you in a situation where you're resting in peace, huh? They're the authority. So so you need to humble down and listen to what they're saying. Same thing in the courtroom. You better keep the peace, not the judge. Because when they call the bailiff on you and, 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 and put handcuffs on you, that's what's going to happen. You're going to jail. You're a contempt of court. Don't be coming up in here talking about uh, you need to do this and that. No. We have to obey authority. And this is a great crime that women cause in families. Acting like witches. Always keeping up some mess. 
if it's not with the husband, with their daughters, because they act like they hate their daughters, keep it up some mess, and, and husband, father, you need to step in and stop it. And not allow the mess. And you need to train her, if you have to, to shut up. And all, all the men are smiling. They, if they're sitting with their wives, they, they're looking with a straight face. But the men are smiling and they love it. They thank God somebody's saying something about this foolishness that's going on in homes today. And the wife acting like an angel at the house, uh, uh, acting like a devil at the house and an angel at the church. Everybody thinks so well of her. Isn't that amazing? And she's a witch at the house. I don't care if you like it or not, sweet evangelicals. You sweet charismatics, you sweet Baptists with this doggone foolishness going on. That's why we're in the mess we're in. That's why your church is not open or it's not fully open. That's why the people don't come anymore. That's why the money is going down. God is sick of this foolishness and this hypocrisy. God shut you down, not the devil. I'm thankful to God that some of y'all got away from blaming this on the devil. They're talking about a uh, devil quit. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. No, you caused this. Not understanding the principle number 11. Not understanding the principle of in time to come. You want everything now. And you know what has happened in the church? Many of you husbands have been taught to give your wife everything now. She's not worth a flip to you, to God to uh, her children, not worth the flip, and got her on a pedestal, and she's supposed to get this and that and that, and, and the, the pastor wife gets something, and she wonder why she didn't get something, and she's, a, uh, she's not the first lady, but she's a lady now in the church and all of this. No, baby, in time to come, you do your job. For the Lord. In obeying and submitting to your husband. Taking care of your husband. And taking care of your children. And by the way. Honey child. Listen to me very carefully. Let me help you. You're not going to be happy. Otherwise. Unless you are saved. In Jesus. Feel with the Holy Spirit of God and doing the job that God has designed for you to do. You will never find happiness in jewelry, going to the mall all the time, going to the coffee shop to talk to your girlfriends and, and, and criticize your husband and talk about how crazy your children are, how they're driving you crazy and all of this foolishness. No, no, little baby. Uh, let me tell you something. That little 18-year window, that's going to close down on you very fast. You don't need to be out there criticizing your husband and your children and ripping and running, trying to be single and trying to be cute. You need to stay home and take care of your children and ha keep that house clean. Stop being filthy and nasty. The old folks used to say, 
Cleanliness is close to godliness. Have sex with your husband when he wants to have sex. And it's going to be quite often. Oh, preach, you ought not to say that in the church and prove here. Why not? That's the problem. You, you people are not talking about that in the church based upon what the Bible says. You, you sitting there with your head covered with a hood on looking at pornography. Men and women. Trying to get, you're not having sex with each other. You're trying to get your kicks by looking at somebody else. And every time you rub up against somebody at church, Bo Peep or Sylvia, you moved. You, feel, you felt something. You, you know, all of a sudden, you know why? Because you're not having sex with the one that God gave you. So, beloved, if you struggle with these things and these verses that I'm getting ready to share with you, and it is a problem all of your married years, a frustration all of your married years, and you're bitter about it all of your married years, and you are exhausted from trying to do them, I submit to you, uh, women, that you probably have not been born again. Because all of this right here ought to be a joy. See, you may have some troubles and tribulations along the way, but you need to be counting that all joy. One of the things I, talk, I taught my family, especially my children, is to learn how to love the process. Learn how to love God using you to feed others and to help others. It's not always about, you can't just be always about you getting something and you enjoy that. You just enjoy it so much. No, it's got to be about you giving back. I told my wife this. You got to learn how to love the process and, and be in the moment. And being able at the same time with God's help to see the vision of the whole thing. Or how it should turn out. See. We got women today, like my wife, did not do her job as she should have. I had to make her do it. I insisted on her doing it. Okay, but then they want everything that in time to come that good wives and good women and good mothers want. Okay, and, 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 and that, that should not happen. Some weak husband would do it anyway. But they don't deserve that. And you should not. You need to follow the Lord. Or if the Lord gives you permission to do you do it. But if she has not done her job. She does not deserve all of that. And you should not give it to her. If God is telling you not to do so. So now. Very briefly. In relation to your husband. Are these verses hard? Do you hate them? Do you despise them? Are you frustrated at them? Are you depressed over them? Are you exhausted trying to do them every day? No, no. Something's wrong somewhere. Oh, I'm going to preach to the men too. You, as a woman, you may not think it's as hard as it is on you. Because that's just how you are wired and, and taught to think. 
This is about salvation. This is not about trying to do something in the flesh, man. This ought to be the outflow and the out uh, uh, growth of your the the the, the uh, fruit of your being saved. See, part of the fruit of your being saved is that even though you may not like something. If God says it, you conform to it and you do it by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. See, this is not a message of you need to do this. No, you need to be saved. Examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. And, and quite frankly, if you're truly saved and you're committed to the Lord, you're going to do what is necessary. And he'll give you the grace where it will seem like a breeze. You say, preacher, didn't you say that because your wife did not show up as she should have as far as taking care of her children and loving her children and all that you... that that uh, your children started calling you the father and mother? That's correct. I never told them to do that because I don't have a motherly bone in my body. Not one. What they're, what they are referring to is the love of God in my heart towards them. And I did whatever it took to make sure they were taken care of, Including insisting in making her do her job and do her part. You, listen to me. It's very simple, people. It's nothing hard. To, this is not uh, something horrible. This is it's very simple to me. Either you're going to do your job or you need to find someplace else to stay. Go, you need to move away from here. And I've told her that many times over the years. You're going to do your job here. And you're going to do what I tell you. Or we're going to have some problems. And I'm going to come out on the winning side. Because I'm in charge. Now some of you men out there, you can't do that because you don't believe you're in charge. You believe your wife is in charge, your mama's in charge. All other women are in charge. I saw a, a black preacher this past Mother's Day talking about it takes a woman. Well, he had a wife and uh, I guess it didn't take a woman because he divorced her. But he had his mama and his aunties and everybody around him. You know, and he was bragging on them. And I said, that's fine if you, that's what you want to do. But you're in charge, man. And, and you need to carry yourself like you are in authority. God put you in authority. And I can't give you what I got because and, and, my wife is right here with me right now today. Helping me in the ministry. See? And I'm... I'm, I'm Telling you that she's not saved, but she's she's here still. And so allow me to share these verses with you. If you hate these verses, you're probably not saved. If you're not doing them, you're definitely not saved. You've never been born again. Examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. Ephesians five twenty two through twenty four. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. You have a problem with that? It's a commandment of the Lord. This is not a suggestion. 
This is not because, as some of you say, Paul was a misogynist, that he hated women. Uh, this is the same Bible you got, John 3.16, that you love so much. Same Bible, Romans 10.9 and 13. But for some reason, you have a problem with this passage. You're supposed to be saying what God wants you to do and what you ought to be doing is obeying it. Not criticizing it. Not writing books against it. Talking stupid, uh, 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 talking about regaining the feminine soul and all of that. Come to find out you got lesbian intentions right there in the book. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. That's God's word, my dear friends. That's Genesis to Revelation. God has not changed. And he is the savior of the body. You got a problem with all of this? Woman? Huh? Is this a problem to you? Are you frustrated at this? Are you angry at this? Are you bitter at this? Are you exhausted trying to do this? I submit to you that, woman, you have never been born again. You have never been. I don't care what the world is saying. I don't care what your, your husband, your, your, your uh, pastor's wife is saying with her foolishness. I can care less. I don't care what the evangelical community is saying. I can care less what the charismatic community is saying. You go by the Bible, baby. Huh? You do what the Word of God says. You don't listen to these other women with their leather, tight leather pants on, all jammed up in them, and their tight jeans. And their yoga pants. You don't have the authority to say anything. Get up in the pulpit with some tight leather pants on. Looking like a superfly. Superfly's mistress. Sit down somewhere. You're you're not saved. And by the way, I'm not even dealing with this. By the way, if you're saved, you're going to dress modestly. Nobody should have to tell you that. You you read it in the Bible. And you, you don't need the Bible for that. You know what you're doing. Baby, you know what you're doing because you turn around in the mirror and look at your booty. Make sure everything is tight and right in the past that you poured your booty into. Some of you have gone out as prophetess Juanita Biden said, you done bought a booty and you think you're cute. With no jiggle. All, you know, you just <laughs> Understand now, if you bought a booty, it's not going to jiggle. If you bought... <laughs> If you bought a booty, which I don't know how you can buy a booty. But those of you who bought a booty, it doesn't jiggle. So sit down. All you men out there, don't get caught about how big the booty. In fact, if it's abnormally big, there's something wrong. And your sex is going to be abnormal. And, 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 And if it doesn't jiggle and wiggle... Uh-uh. It's not real. It's cement. They put cement in their behinds to, to attract you. And, uh, and you women need to understand that whatever you attracted him with, that's what you got to keep him with. And then once he feels the cement, he, uh, women understand. Men don't want to feel nothing hard. Not no real man. Nothing 
hard on your body. Everything must jiggle and wiggle. I don't care whether you like it or not, you sweet evangelicals. Because you, you you're doing it and being slick. Okay? I'm telling you the truth about it. And I'm not doing it. You're doing it. You've already been in the papers, and you all, you've already been caught, as slick as you want to be, but not slick enough. And you want to call me a legalist. All I'm saying is, if you're saved, you're going to strive to obey the Bible. Will you be perfect? No. But you're not going to have an attitude towards the Bible like some of you women do. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ. So let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. This is not something that the husband wants to make you do. You need to do it on your own, baby. And if there's a problem with it, you never do it. You're lost and on your way to a devil's hell. You don't even know Jesus. You don't know God. These are the verses. I'm reading, I'm sharing with you some of the verses that the 11 things that I gave you earlier are based on. And I think I'll just, and I was, today I'm just going to deal with your relationship with your husband, wifey. Do you want to be a good wifey? You want to be praised by your husband publicly? Be a good wifey at home. Not only when you're in public. And if you are saved, you will be a good wife. See, you must understand people that once you get born again, you're going to change on the inside. Jesus is going to be all up in there, the Holy Spirit all up in there. Uh, and you, you, you cannot live in sin with Jesus in you. Can you commit sins? Yes. Can you slip and fall? Yes. Can you fail? Yes. But stay in it? No. That's impossible. <laughs> My beloved, that, you can't just stay in sin and live in sin and call yourself a Christian. That's impossible. I said it is impossible and I double dog dare any theologian to tell me otherwise or to refute what I'm saying. You cannot stay in sin and live in sin as a child of God and uh, go to heaven. That's not happening. That's not happening. I, I, I'm telling you. Ephesians 5.33 says, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular, talking to husbands now, we're not dealing with the husbands today, we're going to deal with the husbands on Father's Day. So love his wife. Oh, you like that, don't you, women? Yeah, I want him to love me and bring me some cotton candy and bring me some candy apples and bring me some chocolate and love me and buy me a new car and love me and buy me a new house and a big house, a big fine house on Pork Chop Hill and love me so that I can wear a new dress to church every Sunday and love me so I can have all of the clothes I need and the shoes I want so that I can have, wear something new every day when I go to work. That's what, you, that's what you think love is. 
What you are experiencing right now is love. Being rebuked about your evil. That's love too. Warning you that you may not be saved. You need to examine yourself and see whether or not you'll be in the faith. That's love too. Your husband rebuking you about keeping up mess in the house. And there's always some mess in the house. Some bad attitudes. Bad attitudes and spirit coming from you. And, and, and keeping a whole bunch of racket up in front of these children. Allowing yourself to be used by the devil to disrupt the peace that these children need to have while they do their studies. You're self, selfish. My daughter Danny says a mother ought to be selfless. This, and this ought, it's got to come out of you, man. It's got to come out of your heart. And it can only come out the way it should come out unless you have uh, only with Jesus living in your heart. See, I don't, listen, I don't have any love. I'm sorry, my sweet evangelicals. I don't have any love. But see, the only, the love that I have come from God. That's it. I'm not, I'm not the loving, I'm not the loving kind. I'm not the romantic kind. Oh, we're going to have sex, but we, you may not get any romance. But that's not in the Bible. I can care less about that. The only love I have, and my wife is right here, and she knows I love her. And the only love I have is God's love for her. That's the only reason why I let her stay here. Because I'm saved. She's been lost all of these years. Because of her uh, Pharaoh-style Jamaican pride. She won't recant. She won't uh, turn away from that. I believe that by the grace of God, one day she is. That's why I pray the way I pray. God has given me the liberty of the 30-something years to tell the whole world to pray. And to tell the whole world about the situation. And I'm so happy about that because the children understand better now why she acted the way she acted. Sometimes acting like she uh, was demon-possessed. And so uh, the transparency is good. Not just for her and for us. The transparency is good for you. God will allow his people to go through something and to understand something and uh, as time goes on. And then help somebody else with it at their cost. Because see, this is a cost to me and a cost to her. Why is it a cost to me? It's a cost to me because no man wants people to think ill of his wife. No man. Women can go out here and talk ill about their husband and nobody's thinking anything of it. And they, uh, everybody just nod their head, yeah. I, I know how bad men are, how toxic. Men are, you know, it's no big deal. But no husband wants to say anything negative about his wife publicly. And I, that's why I didn't say anything along these lines for years. Until she apologized on her own when she saw her daughters walking out the door and almost not saying bye to her.
that, that's when she broke down. Her, I, that's the first time and the only time that my wife laid her pride aside. And she humbled down real quick and she asked me, Daddy, may I say something to the whole family? And to use a biblical term, I said, say on. The children and I, we had a wonderful time serving God together. That's the greatest thing we ever did. We served the Lord together. We passed out thousands upon thousands of tracts, gospel tracts, and we ministered to thousands of people together, created uh, publications together, uh, BC anyone, Black Christian News, Urban Christian News, International Christian News, all started by my children. They did the work. I, I've never put up a story in my life. I don't even know how to put up a story. If the children didn't do it, it would have never been done. And, and uh, I, I could not depend upon my wife to do it because uh, she was all constantly in rebellion. And, uh, and that's another thing. That's another sign of your being lost. If you can't uh, see, you, know, you don't have any vision of what God can do or faith in what God can do. You never have that. The, the only time you rejoice is when it works. No, you got, to, you, got to, you got to have faith with your husband that things are going to, that God's going to answer your prayers and things are going to turn out well. And, and, and you can't get rewarded if you fight against it and then God blesses it. And, 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 and then you get, all of a sudden you get happy and you want some of the rewards. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, 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 uh-uh. That's not how God operates. Jesus said, if you suffer with me, you will reign with me. That's his principle. And I don't know why we want to change how God operates and, and do it our way. And reward people who did not uh, uh, do their part. God does not operate like, like that. Jesus does not operate like that, people. The people who show faith and obey God are the ones uh, who will be rewarded. Those who suffered with Jesus will reign with Jesus. And I made that very clear uh, over the past 34 years. Now, you better don't, don't listen to me pray and then try to defeat the prayer. And hope that does not come to pass. That, that's some evil stuff. That's what I had to deal with. And listen to me very carefully. I want because see some of you other people, some of you women out here, you're the same way. I would pray in faith along with my children, Danny, my oldest daughter, leading the way. My son, older son Daniel, we prayed and we believed God for things to come to pass. My wife didn't pray, she just watched it. And, and watch this. I lived by faith. I was not working a job. And, and, and uh, my wife was so devilish and filled with the devil to me that she wanted it to fail. She wanted things to fail so that she could say, I told you so. See? You need to go ahead and get a job somewhere or something like that. And God never failed me in raising a family of nine by faith. 
God touched the hearts of people I didn't even know and I don't know. Haven't spoken to them at all. And God touched their hearts. So let's make sure that, let's support these folks and stand with them. I'm sure this, I don't know how things are going to turn out, but I think that God is going somewhere with him. We're going to stand with him and support him. Miracle after miracle. Thousands of answers to prayer. Thousands of miracles over the years. Hear me well. My wife was against them all. Mad when they came to pass. That's demonic people. I know you don't like to hear this kind of stuff, you sweet evangelical. Well, that's the reality. And you have many of you all have experienced the same thing. You nod your head because you know exactly what I'm talking about. We don't. We all go through some of the same stuff, people. That's why I'm, I'm at liberty to preach the way I'm preaching. I would buy clothes for the children, and she would bleach them. She would tear them up. New clothes. Because she didn't want it to be so that God was blessing me and answering me in spite of her. I would buy food that God had blessed us to get and she would burn it and mess it up. Because she just didn't want to uh, uh, give God credit for taking care of me and the family, including her, because she ate the food of faith, had a place to stay every day of the past 34 years of marriage by faith. But she was against it. She fought against it. She tried to stop it. She tried to hinder it. Why? Because she's not saved. And she's demon possessed. You don't have to believe me. You can ask any of our children. Oh, it's amazing though, you know, how children can forget. But they can't forget the facts. And so... I don't want you to waste your life like that. Examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. In particular, so love his wife even as himself and the wife. See that she reverence her husband, respects her husband. Now, if you have a problem with that and you want to be the uh, boss over your husband, you don't respect him. You try to belittle him at any time you get. And this is a, a, a demonic sin that many women have. They, they choose to disrespect their husband. They choose to uh, not show reverence uh, to their husbands. They don't want the, the husband to, be, to, to get the upper hand over them. It's a demonic thing. And there are many lost women who do this, and sad to say, some women who claim to be saved. And very quickly, because it looks like we're going to number four, sermon number four. Very quickly, 
First Peter 3, 1 through 6, and then I have to go. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, if, even if your husband does not obey the word, they also may without, without the word, be won by the conversation that is the lifestyle of the wives. So even if your husband is lost and on his way to hell, you ought to act right as a wife. If you're saved. While they behold your chaste conversation. Your holy godly conversation. Coupled with fear. Whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning. Of plaiting the hair. And of wearing of gold. And I, I feel so sorry for women today. They're going to, uh, to great lengths. To try to impress men. With their outward appearance. But I tell men all the time, don't get caught up with that. You better get concerned about what's on the inside. Because a woman may be very pretty on the outside. And you ought to be attracted to that. But very ugly on the inside. And that's where you come in under God to do some work on her and in her. And, it, and you'll have something to work with if she's saved. If she's not saved, you don't have anything to work with. A putting on of apparel, nice clothing. But let it be the hidden man of the heart on the inside. And that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, honey child. Which is in the sight of God of great price. A meek and quiet spirit. See, if you're saved, you're going to have a meek and quiet spirit. And there's going to be peace in the house. Because you're not going to be blowing up against your husband. You're not going to be keeping up mess with your daughters, creating mess with them to the point they don't want to have anything to do with you. Starting mess. Huh? Okay. I'm going to tell you something that happened recently with my, my uh, third and fourth daughter. And, and you don't want your children to have to do that. I had to, I had to rebuke them for doing it. I was not in the room, and uh, my daughter uh, Danae, I had called back in the back to find out what was going on, and and my wife lied about what was going on, and my daughter Danae said, "You need to stop lying." It, just, it was a, it was it was it was a, 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 just a, a, a quick response. She didn't catch herself. So you need to stop trying to create a problem. That's what she said to her mother. She's grown now. But in my house, she can't do that. <coughs> so you need to stop lying. Uh, you know you, you know that's not the issue. You know, cause she, you know why she said it? Because it's years of seeing her do that mess. Trying to create a problem. And some of you other women are like that. Always trying to cause a problem. Trying to provoke something. For some demonic reason. Oh you're not going to hear this from the sweet evangelical pastors and preachers. They're going to hide all of that. And so I'm trying to help them. And then my fourth daughter with my wife, Daniqua. Uh, she, my, my wife was saying something and, and getting ready to say something wrong or whatever and just it was just a 
instantaneous response. She, she, she just looked at her mother and said, look, I was not in the room. You need to calm down. What was she saying to her? Be peaceful. Have a meek and quiet spirit. I told both of my daughters they ought not to do that. Just tell me. I'll, I'll tell her. I'll deal with it. And they know I will. I have no problem doing that. If I don't have a problem telling you, I don't have a problem telling her. I've already told her all this stuff. But see, lost people want to be the Adams family at home and the Brady Bunch at church. So, see, 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 she, she, she'll, kill, she'll continue on in her ways. You say, well, preacher, has she changed a little bit? Yes, she has. By my doing this. But devilish people, people who are not saved, they, they'll act like the devil behind the scenes as long as you don't tell anybody about them. They were try- My daughter was trying to keep the peace in the home and stop her from trying to cause a problem and provoke something. He said, well, don't you hate her for doing that mess and doing, and, and doing things? No, I don't hate her. I still love her. But here's the thing. You know why? Because of what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That's a passage that I have lived by in over 34 years of marriage. The devil is doing that. The devil is behind that. This constantly trying to provoke something. Who constantly tries to provoke us and, and blame us and lie on us and accuse us? Satan. And she's allowed the devil to use her. She can't stop it because she's not saved. See? I don't care if you like it or not. I don't care if you listen to me again or not. I'm trying to help you. Because my, my wife is not going anywhere. She can go. She knows she can, she can leave anytime she wants. But she told me she wants to stay. And the Bible tells me that I have to let her stay. And I have no problem with it because I'm in charge. And it's going to go my way anyway. It's been going my way for 34 years. By the grace of God. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women of God, the holy women also who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long daughters of, of faith. Your daughter of Sarah, if you're a daughter of faith, just like I'm a, a son of Abraham, if I'm a son of faith. Andy Stanley, we rooted all the way back to Abraham and Sarah, man. We can't unhitch ourselves from Abraham and Sarah, man. You hear me? <laughs> as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Okay? You got a problem with that? My wife does. How about you? My wife has told me she does not like these verses. Ephesians chapter 5 and uh, this passage here. These are not her. To this day, I actually. Are these uh, your favorite passages? No, no, sir. By the way, Sarah called Abraham Lord a, a respectful. 
uh, title, a name. From Jump Street. You can do what you please, Bobby and Skeeter, and whatever your wife calls you. It's the nicknames that she has for you. My, my wife, from day one, I told her, you're going to call me Daddy. Yeah, that's what you're going to refer to me as. Daddy. You're not going to call me by my first name. Or my last name, like some husband doing. White, come here. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no, sir. No, ma'am. And you're going to say yes, sir, and no, sir. <clears throat> now, I, I did that in the beginning of the marriage because I saw this woman was going to have a problem with disrespect. And so you're going to respect me. People who are in charge can tell you what to call them. You can't call me by a high school nickname. You can't call me by my first name. See, my great-grandmother and my grandmother, they made sure you understood who they were. They wanted you to call them Grandma, Grandmother Beeman or Grandmother Brulove. You couldn't even call them by their first name with the grandmother attached. Now, on my dad's side, Mother Tempe, we call her Mother Tempe. She allowed us to do that. We didn't have to say Mother White. The people who are in charge, people who are in authority, you, you, they can tell you how, how to address them and how to approach them. How about the Queen of England? She, tell, she, she, she tells you what you're going to call her. You can't just call her Elizabeth. Hey, hey, Liz, what's up? No, 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 no. She, Liz ain't gonna listen to you like that. No, it's, it, 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 you listen. Uh, you can do what you want, but uh, my wife has addressed me, yes, sir, and no, sir. That's like saying yes, Lord, and no, Lord, with the with the L, uh, 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 little, the little L. A capital, the the elders not capitalized, like Abraham, and Sarah called Abraham Lord. <clears throat> but I, I uh, a few times I kiddingly told, okay, now call me Lord. <laughs> and uh, but that's how she's addressed me, and she called me Daddy. She's never called me by my first name. Mm -mm. That's disrespectful to me. You do you. I have so much more to say. Unfortunately, we have to go to message number four. And I probably won't preach that until Thursday. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live. But right now, let's get you saved. If you are with us today and you are religious and you are a churchgoer, and uh, you know the lingo, the church lingo, you know how to hug, you know how to shake hands. You may have been baptized long ago. You may have sat in the chair when the preacher said the doors of the church are open. But you may not be born again. All of those religious things are good in their right place. But if you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and received him into your heart and repented of your sins, my dear friend, you are not saved. If as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, you find the things that I gave you today difficult, you hate them, 
you despise them. Uh, you're exhausted trying to do it, or even you're exhausted in hearing it. Uh, you're probably not saved, you're not born again, because see, it doesn't matter what the commandment is, if you're born again and you're saved, you're going to at least honor it and respect it as the Word of God, and you're going to at least know and say that you ought to obey it. You will not be contrary to it, and you will confess your sins when you don't obey it, while, by the grace of God, striving to obey it. You're going to have utmost, the utmost respect for what God has said. Now, if you're not that way, I can understand that if maybe you just got saved over the past year or so. I do not understand that if you have been saved for 40 years, 20 years, 15 years, 10 years. If you've been saved a while, God is going to make sure you grow and be what he wants you to be. You don't have to go and read everybody's book. You just read the Bible. And God will make sure you grow and by the power of the Holy Spirit working you in such a way to help you to be obedient to his will. And if you rebel against him, he will chastise you unless you be a bastard. So, first of all, if you want to get saved today, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that includes each and every one of us. We're depraved, each and every one of us. We're depraved. Wicked sinners, we have broken the commandments of God. How about this? Uh, the commandment about loving God with all of your heart, mind, and soul. Are you doing that right now? I'm talking to you right now. Are you doing that right now with your life? Do you love God with all of your heart, mind, and soul? You know you're not doing it. That makes you a sinner in God's sight. Have you ever lied before? I'm just talking about the Ten Commandments. Have you ever stolen anything before? Have you ever lusted after somebody or something? Have you ever dishonored or disobeyed your parents? Have you ever dishonored God by taking his name in vain? We all have sinned, haven't we? And we're all sinners. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. There's a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die physically because of sin. Our bodies go to a grave. As soon as we die, we go to hell if we have never been saved. 
You do not die because of a disease. You die because of sin. And God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die because of sin, he will allow you to go to hell and be punished for your sins. If you do not, stop by the cross and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and pray and ask him to save you and repent of your sins. Thirdly, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell as I speak. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, in one of his many sermons on hell, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the loving one, preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He said in this particular sermon, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. So Jesus Christ is saying to you, it is better if you can't stop sinning with your feet and your hands and your eyes lusting after people and things, looking at pornography, running over to Bo Peep's house and running over to Syria's house, somebody you're not married to, to have sex, committing fornication and adultery, committing homosexuality, your hands on somebody that you are not married to, you can't stop yourself from sinning. Jesus Christ is saying it's better for you to believe in him and cut off your foot, cut off your hand and gouge out your eye and go to heaven than to go to hell with both feet, both hands, and both eyes. That's how bad hell is. That's how terrible the torments of hell are. So you can believe Jesus if uh, believe him or not believe him that's up to you but I believe what he says I believe what he said and I thank God that I got saved and got saved from hell by believing in him and I want you to get saved so that you can have that assurance and that peace in your heart that you're going to heaven when you die and not to hell 
So dear friend, hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the Son of God, who never committed a sin in word, thought, or deed, because he is fully God and fully man, <clears throat> who proved that he was God in the flesh, feeding thousands with just a little bit of food, could have done it with nothing. He healed the sick. Uh, he uh, healed the blind, the deaf, the dumb. He broke up funerals because he raised the dead. Lazarus had been dead for several days. He went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. He was taking a nap one day on the ship. Everybody was uh, worried and upset, but not Jesus. He went on the deck and said, Peace be still. Translated, winds be quiet, waves sit down, and they obeyed him because he made it all. He is 100% God, 100% man. Born of a virgin, the Virgin Mary. Never sinned in word, thought, or deed. Walked on the water like it was carpet because he made the water. I think you need to get to know him. I believe that you need to believe in him for your soul's salvation. As he said, call on his name, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the King of kings, Lord of lords, suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. And all you have to do is believe in him. It is a free gift. Take it. And you'll never be the same. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul and he will. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Especially those of you who are religious and lost. Those of you who are irreligious. Whoever you might be, red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in God's sight. God loves you. For God so loved the world. Are you in the world? And God loves you. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins. He is the Lamb of God. The sacrificial 
Lamb of God who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. The sacrificial Passover, Lamb of God for the whole world, not just the Jews, who chose to suffer, bleed, and die for our sins, was buried and rose from the dead on the third day by the power of God. All you have to do is believe in him and believe his gospel and uh, call on his name. I'll help you with the calling on his name part. It's up to you to truly believe in him and receive him into your heart. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart that you, Lord Jesus Christ, suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and please change me. Help me to repent of all of my sins and help me to follow you in the new life. Deliver me from my evil lifestyle. And help me to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in his name I do pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, just now, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior, please email us at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com and let us know so that we can rejoice with you 
and so that we can send you some free uh, Christian discipleship material to help you to grow and be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, beloved, tomorrow if the Lord tarries is coming and I live and we live, uh, it will be Wednesday, and we will continue preaching uh, the Praying Through the Bible series. And so be here for that tomorrow, if the Lord will so lead you, and we'll be glad to have you. Until next time, my dear friend, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done here today through your word, by the power of your Holy Spirit. We give you all of the glory, praise, and honor for all of us due your name. Help us to obey your holy word. Help us to live by it. Help us to apply it uh, in our lives. And help us also to pray without ceasing until we meet again. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.